0: ahla
1: wa sahala sahaba online radio empowering the
0: ummah
1: nikaah qad masno dukhe dil ka marham nikaah qad dukhe dil ka marham ye farma gaye ہے رسول مکرم یہ فرما گئے ہے رسول مکرم یہ شادی ہے بے شک محبت کا زینہ یہ شادی ہے بے شک محبت کا زینہ باہاروں کی آمد صبا کا ترنم باہاروں کی آمد صبا کا ترنم निकाक de मस्नो Dukhe दिल का मर हम ये
0: Ten minutes after eleven, Central African Time. Assalamualaikum. <coughs> Assalamualaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Aahlan, wa sahlan, wa marhaban bikum. It's a beautiful Beautiful Tuesday morning On our program The Bless of Marriage Arafat bin Ibrahim Hatia Is the name And of course Our beloved Honorable Respected Fadilatul Ustad, Hazrat Malana Mufti Abdul Kader Hussain Hafizahullah Will be with us in a few minutes time I, 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 I want to welcome the listeners of Sirius FM Haji Faisal, Asmal and Hafiz, Yusuf Asmal and Company And I want to welcome the listeners of Merkaz, Sahaba The voice of Ahlul Sunnah, Wal Jama'ah Today is the 13th of Muharram, 1445 Which is also the 1st of uh, uh, the first of uh, August 2023 Our WhatsApp number is 84 3132 Zero eight four seven eight six three one three two. International Overseas Listeners plus plus two seven eight four seven eight six. Three one three two. Let's welcome our oh, beloved, honourable, respected to Ustad, Hazrat Malana Mufti Abdul qadr Hussein Hafidahullah. Ustad. Welcome to the blessed marriage. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh,
1: Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallah fi kum an arafat. Jazakallah khiran. Ustad, there's a question
0: here. One listener says that uh, respected Mufti Sab, my friend. Viewed alcohol as worse as it carries the forty-day penalty in which the offender is bound to ask for forgiveness as his prayers and du'as will not be accepted as compared to intercourse which does not carry the forty-day penalty. Is this correct, dear respected Mufti Sab
1: Ustad? wa nuswali ala rasulihil kareem. Amma bad. All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. First and foremost, we must know Islam is a complete and comprehensive religion, so that is number one. Number 2 is thus that there is what we call the penal code the hudud when a person commits fornication he or she are not married then all matter states chapter 24 surah Nur, verse 2 fajlidu kulla وَاحِدٍ مِنْهُمَا then they need to be whipped and lashed in public 100 lashes each and you don't show them any compassion and mercy In kuntum so that shows how severe the punishment is because it must be a deterrent to the society and community today look at it that fornication and adultery gay business, lesbian LGBT, all are glorified and their people are proud about it, therefore you see the rot setting in, children and all that getting pregnant 9, 10, 11 years old, look at the schools and so forth. So and for adultery is the death penalty. Remember that on that days, ijma and consensus 54, so more than 50 sahaba report the hadith regarding the death penalty and for adultery. So that is the male and female are married and they committed these crimes. Allah forbid. We must always read Allah Humma, <laughs> O oh, beloved Allah, Hassin Ha, Sword, Noon, Hassin for G, O all Allah, fortify, protect my private part, Hadith authentic in Musnad Ahmed. Regarding alcohol, you must remember when a person is guilty, that there are witnesses who saw him, or he comes he confesses himself and so forth, then these eighty lashes for him. So your assumption is totally wrong that the alcohol is worse than fornication, adultery. The punishment itself is telling you: if it's fornication, it's hundred lashes; if it's adultery, then it is hundred. It is death penalty. So, in case of fornication, hundred lashes, male, female, and adultery for male and female, the death penalty. In case of alcohol, male or female, then it is eighty lashes in public, provided that that person is found guilty and is no doubt and so forth and so on. Now the Hadith teaches us, Man shari al-khamra, whosoever drinks alcohol, whosoever takes drugs also, because kullu muskirin khamr wa kullu khamrin haram, everything that intoxicates is considered to be khamr, and every khamr is haram, so we must be clear on that issue. Open Mishka Sharif, you will find a whole chapter on this, remember, about shurbul khamr and the wa'id and the warnings and the punishments and so forth. Then Nabi Salam said, you must whip him, punish him. If he did that again, then again you must punish him. If he did it third time, again. Fourth time, you must kill him. But majority scholars say that to kill him is not part of the hudud. It is done siyasatan. Siyasatan means that it will be mufawwaz ila al qazi. That will be the verdict which the qazi can then, you understand, that, uh, you know, meet it out and he can announce that verdict and so forth. Then Nabi Salam said that man sharib al-khamra, whosoever drinks and imbibes and takes this alcohol and consumes it, lam salatan arba'ina sabaha. His salat will not be accepted for 40 days. It don't mean the salat is not valid. It means the reward will be the minimum and not the optimum and maximum. And that person there must make sincere toba not only for 40 days, for the remainder of his life. Tawbah, we all have to make. We all are guilty of sins and every day we're committing sins. So that is the meaning he must understand. And why are there such a strong warning for this uh, alcohol and drugs? because Al-Khamru Ummul Khabaith Al-Umru Ummul Khabaith Ummul Fawahish because this alcohol is the mother of all vices people commit fornication adultery Allah laugh it has a negative impact on society but as far as the negative impact it has on society regarding alcohol from that perspective from that aspect it is worse you must remember why is Khamr called Khamr al it even beclouds the mind people cannot think straight and they just see the accidents half the time they are committed because of alcohol or because of speeding and so forth so therefore Islam brought about all these laws Islam wants that we must live in a pure and a chaste society and not a society where you have people who are drunk and they swearing and cursing they don't even know who they are sleeping you must remember like today's society and that's why you see the whole western world is so corrupted today
0: Mm. somebody says honorable mufti sab i would like to remain anonymous i left my wife at her parents house for school holidays in america on return to fetch her it was found out that they moved and i couldn't locate her three years later i find she is remarried is her nika valid she claims she had first done in cape town ustad
1: Remember that we don't know what the circumstances are. We answer the questions you must remember as they are posed to us. So let's look at your question in sequence in a chronological table. You are ABC and now your wife is XYZ. So you were living happily and you thought that you had a solid marriage. So you went there to Washington, New York, Chicago and you dropped your wife there by her parents' place. (coughs) They were very upset with you. She told them, her parents, that you are hitting her, you are ill-treating her, you are not giving her money and she made a lot of stories, it seems. I'm giving you the story as you make it. Then they decided that for that one month, whatever holiday, six more weeks, that let us relocate. So from there they went to Boston, they went to Buffalo, they went to wherever they wanted to go. And when you went to fetch your wife or your children or whatever, you found nobody. You made inquiries, you couldn't find out. Three years later, you find out that she's married to somebody else. So obviously that is haram, is not permissible. Now, when you tell her, but you didn't divorce her, you didn't, you understand, uh, say utter the words of talaq or divorce, and there was nothing, no verbally, no in writing. So how did she marry that person? So she responded to you and said, no, she managed to get a fasakh from Cape Town. Who in Cape Town? We don't know, but we know most probably who it is. So be that as it may from an Imam or organization or whatever. So remember that type of fasakh is null and void. It's Islamically, she is still your wife and she's living in sin. You must remember, every minute, every moment she is spending with that second person there, her lover. So you must remember, and if she has any children from him, all those children will be haram children, illegitimate children. The lineage will go to her, the mother, but not to the father. For fasakh in Islam, when you want to dissolve a marriage, you want to finish it up, either the husband gives divorce, talaq, or either the wife, she wants to make khula and she knows she's in the wrong, so she tells you take the mahar back, the gold or the jewelry or the money or whatever and the husband will issue the talak. that is called khula marriage in Islam is called libas garments and clothing means now you're removing the matrimonial garment and therefore it's called khula, third one, the Husband is running a record that he has girlfriends and mistresses and busy with his rifle here and there or for example is hitting her assaulting her wife battering so she goes to the ulama then it is the duty of the ulama that they must wait and call the husband for a meeting a court case must take place and then if they find the husband is guilty they will tell him he must divorce his wife He's obstinate and stubborn he says no then the ulama or the Jamiads or the islamic court in muslim countries will use their overriding powers and their will annul the marriage you call that fasakh according to you nothing of this happened they never contacted you and you must remember there was no meeting held with you so that fasakh is null and void and not worth the paper on which it was written and you if you know the organization or you know the imam who did this you must go on social media and you must name them shame them and nail them because they are doing this to so many people now that wife of yours. Mm. is in a relationship with that illicit relationship with that person there and you must remember every minute, moment she's under the curse of Allah so she is still your wife you must remember. Now for all intents and purposes I will tell you she doesn't want you her parents don't want you. For whatever reason, we don't know. So my advice to you, you just say, now you located her. Uh, you know she is not where you are in another place. So just send her a talaq and tell her, now finish, end of the story. But she, all that interim where she was living, you must remember, is haram. And she's still living in haram. Mm. So, But my advice to you, just she's khabisa, She is impure, immoral. And uh, that man also is immoral. Chapter 24, verse 26: al to the impure lady for the impure man. So, why must you get involved unless you yourself were treating her very badly? Mm. So, they got fed up, you must remember, and they went to all this. So, maybe you are also the guilty party, only Allah knows.
0: Well, there's two questions here: one is from Azazvel and one is from Lodium. Uh, the brother is uh, Hussein from Lodium, he says that he knows you quite well. He says, up." same thing happened to us as well, where there's a group of the ulama, they just making fasakh, fasakh. Can up? not uh, take this responsibility and expose them? He's also from uh, Cape Town. Uh, the Fassar was done without his knowledge. Ustad, from Lodium. So, you
1: see, <laughs> let us be clear <laughs> on this issue. You must remember this thing. And now I'm to mention the name. <laughs> you see, I am from Heidelberg, right? So you must remember that I'm born and bred there. Then I went to Pakistan seven years approximately, 20 years Newcastle, and now here. All this with the help and mercy of Allah. So wherever I go, then people will bring these type of issues. So one person in a certain town, I won't give the town's name, Mm -hmm. right? He issued three talaks to his wife. And I happened to visit that town. So the ulama came and they asked me, I said, it's 100% is three. Mm -hmm. Here you can see the men wrote it and everything and so forth. There's no doubt about it. And three is three according to Shafi'is, Malikis, Hanafis, Hanbalis, all of them. Okay? So there's Ijma and consensus on that issue there. So the, and the Hadith is in Bukhari Sharif. Three is three. So it's not only what the Fuqaha, the jurors are saying. The Hadith is in Bukhari Sharif. But you get some people, they leave all that. They say, no, we will take the Fatwa of Sheikh Al-Islam, Ibn Taymiyyah, Rahimahullah. Now on this issue... When a person gives three talaks to his wife, then they go to Cape Town to the MJC. And it's not from now. You must remember for years this is carrying on. Mona Yusuf Karan's time, Taha Karan's time, all that. Even now it's getting on like that. You must remember this type of thing. I got the, I saw the fatwa myself, mm. so of MJC that they say that three talaq is one and so forth and they admit the hadith is in Bukhari Sharif and they admit you must remember that all four schools and all that so we reject that now these people who gave their wives you must remember three talaq they look for a loophole and then they come back with another fatwa and say no MJC had swore and swore hasay. so we reject that totally and absolutely we say you're looking for a loophole. And now you went back to your wife. You must remember that. And you are living in sin and so forth. So that is one issue regarding the fasakh I can't take name of any organization I can't take name of any imam I myself don't know who is involved in what and what but no fasakh can take place unilaterally that you must remember the imam or the maulana or the sheikh or the organization just say yeah go you fasakh but the husband was not even called for a meeting there was no court case there was you never heard the other side's party and you just say so ladies like that Fasakh is null and void and if you went into Iddat and now you're living with somebody else, that living with somebody else is nikah ba'atil, is null and void and you are still in the nikah of the first person there. From day one 1981 when I came back 80 November South Africa, 81 I started teaching in Dalu Newcastle Alhamdulillah I never got involved in all these issues of nikah and talaq and all these things so we just referred it to Jamiat Natal there in Natal and yeah whoever you got confidence in you go to them and so forth or you go to your local ulama but for me to get involved directly I can't do that I don't have the time and they got resources and all that but I will tell you this much that if three talaks were given then it's three it's never one and no you're fooling yourself and living in sin and if some imam or sheikh or organization just gave fasakh and you the husband you don't even know about it you will not call for a meeting that fasakh is null and void and if that wife of yours now is married to ABC XYZ person that second so-called nikah is null and void and remember the living in son and if there are any children from that so-called second marriage all their children are haram children mm. that is what you must know and you quote me anyway we will send out the podcast And you can send it to whoever you want to. (laughs) Allahu Akbar.
0: Ustad, what can be done if one has a temper? Any advice, Ustad?
1: Remember all these people who say, I got the temper, or I can't wake up for fajr, or you must remember that I hit my wife, and all that. Just ask them one question. That if you really want to make islah, you really want to become a better Muslim, you want to become a better human being, so every time you lose your temper, take out 100 rand and give it to a poor person. Because you say you want to become a better person, thus in our terminology, you call it ghairah. Nabi Sulaiman, alayhi salatu salam, he made dua, supplicated, begged Almighty Allah, Jalla after he reconstructed Majjid aqsa and he said, Chapter number thirty-eight, verse thirty-five. Rabbi Habili Mulkalla yambagili ahadim mimbaadi. Oh, may Allah grant me such a magnificent kingdom. Rabbi Qafili Wahabili Mulkalla yambagili ahadim mimbaadi. Ya Allah, forgive me. Ambi Ali, Muhsalatu Salama, Masum. So when they say Ya Allah, forgive me, it means that it could be a mistake. It could be an error in judgment. No sins. They, they are protected from sins. So out of humility and the majesty of Almighty Allah in their hearts, they beg Almighty Allah for forgiveness. Habibuna Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was, is, will always be the most beloved, the most precious to Almighty Allah in the entire universe. Yet he, Habibuna Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam remember what he is to do. Inni la I beg all my for forgiveness 70 times, 100 times a day why to teach this ummah and me and you the importance of istighfar and so forth When Ambiya and more so nabi all are ma'asum and protected so ya allah grant me such a kingdom that nobody after me will get and receive such a kingdom so now what happens he has control over the wind over the you must remember animals over the jinn and so many other things. So now he went to visit his horses and he said, "Inni ahbab khair. So now I like gave preference to this. He went, he looked at his horses. He was so impressed with them. Now the sun was going down and down and down and down and the zikr he had to make and the salat he had to make was getting postponed and delayed. He said, Rudduha alay, Bring those horses to me. Each one is slaughtered. Go from here. You are the one. you responsible. You diverted me. You distracted me. So that is called ghairah. So write down chapter number 38 and verses number 32, 33, and that is where you will find it. So if you, my brother, you got a temper, when that policeman stops you, all right, you're driving one eighty two hundred, and he told you that this is your fine two thousand five thousand rand. You just make yes, sir, yes, sir. You never made f and b's and swore he's mm. him and his grandfather and grandmother and everybody. It shows that human being has the capacity to control himself, welcomeka the mean al. That is a translation in Urdu. To subdue our anger. Not only subdue wal aafina anin nas. That person was wrong. You were really upsetting. You were furious. Then you must still forgive them. <laughs> Not only forgive them, wallahu yuhibbul muhsinin, and you must do good to them also. Example: You have an employee, or you got a worker in your garden, or whatever, and really they did something foolish. They broke something. So you were blowing your gasket. So when everything is done and done, the, so then forgive them. Then go and give them some money. Go and give them some present. Go and get, so that is a true muttaki. So whenever you lose your temper, impose a fine upon yourself. Tell me after one month, after 40 days, how are you feeling? And then you will see you will be a proper insan. Before Muslim, you have to become an insan also. Become a proper human being. Just get mad with the wife, get mad with the children. Get... So that is not Islam. That is Haywani. That is an animal doing all these things.
0: The brother says, <laughs> I would like to remain anonymous. Only own a business, dear Muftisab. Can I employ my ex In my business To run it for me I am remarried now Remember Attaqwa Huna Ustad
1: Yeah, What you doing With your ex now Every time you talk to her, is totally haram. Since when Islam allows women to come and work in the shop and then she will dress to kill because now she's your old flame (laughs) and then she's going to have a bosom half open and she's going to put mascara and then she's going to put makeup and all that. So you will forget your current wife and then slowly, slowly you will start gravitating towards her. So from A to Z, all haram. For you to talk with her, haram. For you to employ her in your shop is haram For her to work and any lady to work in shop all haram So everything haram you must remember Taqwa is not what you are saying Taqwa is you must stay away from every haram Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Ali radiallahu an Authentic hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif Ittaqil maharim takun a'badan nas Stay away from haram. Haram speech, haram actions, haram places, everything haram, then you are the true Buzruk and the true pious person. So you're looking for loopholes, brother. Absolutely haram. You're sleeping with this wife, but you're fantasizing of the old wife. (laughs) That's your problem, brother.
0: Mm. Somebody says, Ustad that I do hate cats a lot. Can I poison them? They're very noisy. My husband, on the other hand, adores them. This is causing problems in our marriage Anonymous sister will start
1: So tell your husband you must remember that He mustn't keep the cats and so forth Bring a rabbit or whatever you like But what you want to do Absolutely haram it is You can't be going to poison cats And give them some poison meat and so forth Absolutely haram He Habibuna Rasulullah Sallallahu Wasallam said He was, he is, he will always be The only Rahmatul Alameen the mercy to the entire universe and creation. Almighty Allah is Arrahamur Rahimin, the most merciful one to show mercy. So, He, Habibuna wasalam, said regarding cats and kittens, Innaha binajisin, It's not Napak. They touch you, they touch your clothes. So, your body, your clothes, everything are still clean. If they drink water from the bowl or whatever, so you can, you can make wudu with that, you can drink that water also. And, in mai that cats, kittens they like to make tawaf you must jump from here to there to there like that so you must do that so, you must adjust it, little bird, catch the cat, and then just give it a small, you understand, massage, little bird. Then your husband will get happy. You don't want to do that, then tell your husband, you must take the cat away and bring rabbits, if you like rabbits and so forth. So, in that way, there. But for you to poison it, all that absolutely haram. Inna Allah katabal Ihsan ala kulli shay. Allah ta'ala has prescribed, we do goodness to the creation of Allah. Authentic hadith. In Mishkat Abu Dawood, and you want to poison them, totally haram
0: I see the sister says my husband every night when he comes to bed, he mocks me Ustad, and he says, Meow, meow. <laughs> oh,
1: so what you must say? So you must say rabbit, rabbit, <laughs> <you understand? laughs> So then, if you like the rabbit, then he'll know. You must take the meow meow out and replace it with the rabbit, inshallah.
0: man <laughs> says, I am tired of my wife, respected Mufti AK. We married now for 63 years. Can I marry another?
1: Anonymous with God. Bhaji, if you married 63 years, it means you're already 80 years old because the earliest you got married Mm. to her was when you were 17, 18. So you are in your 80s already. Your one leg is on the banana peel and the other leg next to the grave. And now you want to speak about. You forgot all the sacrifices she made. Mm. She gave her jawani for you she gave you gave birth to your children, she looked after all your wealth and everything, now after 60 years, 63 years now you want to leave her and get married to somebody else, when you are past six in your life, you must remember brother, just forget all these things here, yeah? and you must remember read Yahweh Yahwadud, Ya and go and ask her for forgiveness and tell her, oh darling oh sweetheart, oh poppy uh, today I'm buying a nice present for you, for your Sixty three years of loyalty and mm. so forth. That we as men, now you're watching the TV, now you're watching the internet. Now you say, I must out on this, I must out on this. Let me go get one young tart, you see. So but tomorrow when you really fall sick, then mm-hmm. the young tart will be busy with the lipstick and dubstick and all that, and she won't be interested in you. She's just waiting for you to die so <laughs> you can she can inherit. The old one will still come and put Zemba for you, give you massage and all that Baji, very bad idea start making Allah, Allah Astaghfirullah and all that and Allah will give you a hoor in the year after so for your wife, this first wife, let's just call her your old wife, she's who a twin, and in Jannah you get hoor a een, you <laughs> see so Baji, very bad idea, not permissible for you.
0: Can I give my two daughters who start the same names, as I like the name Fatima, my surname is Rafi, so daughter one I would call Fatima Rafi, and my second daughter, just Fatima, Ustaz. Oh,
1: so no, still she's Fatima Rafi, so, that, so you must do it. To keep it like that is fine, I give you a better suggestion. Your one Fatima was born in 2000. The second Fatima was born in 2010. I'm just giving dates. So one is elder than the other. So the first one, you call her the elder one, Fatima Al-Kubra and the younger one, Fatima al-Sughra, and you must remember, or oh, you say Fatima al-Ula, and Fatima al so that is how you can do it, so Islamically it's totally fine, there's no problem with that, but your suggestion won't work, so rather use the ones I'm giving you Kubra and Surah. so keep the name Fatima, and say Kubra, the elder one, sughra the younger one, so that will be easy, and inshallah that, that will be, if you're still going to get another Fatima, then you will have keep Ula, Saniya, Salisa, Rabia, like that, inshallah.
0: Somebody says, Mufti said, my husband uses gambling money to run our house even though he earns halal money, which he puts away for a savings for our hajj. Well, our to be accepted because it is clean money for
1: 1445, was No, it's not accepted. You must remember this. So every day you're putting haram deliberately, intentionally in your belly and in your wife's belly, in your children who are ma'asoom, 8, 9, 10 years old, and you are doing gambling money and so forth. Habibuna Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's hadith, sahih, authentic hadith kullu lahmin Nabatamin min suhtin fan-nar ula bihi every piece of flesh Nabata min Suhtin that is developing from haram income and haram resources like gambling and so forth, interest and so forth. ola awlabi, you go straight to Jahannam, go open mustan Ahmad Mishkat Sharif, you will find all these hadiths there. Now, the so called halal money that you're putting for Hajj, so that Hajj of yours will be valid, but no sawab and all these things. You're going there from head to toe, everything is haram and so forth. so you're must tell your husband all this gambling is haram and you're not going to use that. When he's not there, you take his halal money and use that money there. It will be permissible for you to do that. Abu Sufyan, Rajulun Shahiun, Radiallahu Anhu Arda. So he was very, very stingily hard with money. So his wife Hinda, she came to Mustafa Rasulullah and said, You find different words Innawa Sufyan Rajulun Mumsikun ان ابا سفيان رجل شحيح وزل يد so, Nabi alayhi salam told her, okay, if you don't want to spend on you and your children, then Hudi bil ma'roof. Then you take and help yourself what you need, the basics. Not you go clear everything. So, you, my sister, go help yourself with his money, the halal money. Remember that. You can't take off that gambling money, the food and all that, all haram. Then you also are an accomplice in that crime.
0: Hmm. Uh, uh, it says, Abhi here, sir. I just bought myself a scarf, and my husband likes to see me now wearing scarf always. Now it's because of you, sir. He says I love you even more when you when you
1: wear the scarf, Abby. Ustad, very good. (laughs) You see, Abby, you must congratulate your husband and salute him when you have fitra. Now understand this word fitra. Fitra means the natural disposition. Every child, you, Abby, and Mr. Eric, let's call him, you understand, Eric. So your husband, or Derek, or whatever, right? So you must remember that you have two, three children, for example. So our Prophet, peace be upon him, Mustafa Habibu Nas said, Kullu mauludin yuladu al-fitra. Every child that is born is born with fitra, the natural ability, capability, capacity to remain a Muslim. But what happens? We live in a toxic society. For abwahu yuhobi danihi, au yunasiranihi, au then his parents and the society they make him a Jew or a Christian, a Zoroastrian fire worshipper. Hadith in Bukhari Sharif and a hundred percent authentic. So you came back to the natural way. If you go back to your forefathers and for your old pair and senses. So the mothers and them they used to wear that they used to cover themselves up more and more and more. So that is how you enhance your own beauty. That is how you enhance your own morality. That is how you enhance your own character and then you won't be the sex object for all and sundry to see you, your blonde blonde hair and so forth and so on. So therefore your husband now he likes what he sees. So slowly, slowly you must study more about Islam. Islam, my sister Abby, is nur and radiance. So you came out from little bit darkness to the radiance and effulgence of Islam and very good your husband is happy. Now Now you have to go more and more and every day pray to Almighty and say, Oh Almighty Allah, show me the right path and show me the light towards Islam. Then Allah will show you, provided that you are a talib sadiq, you have that quest for the truth and you are searching for the truth and you are sincere. We pray for you, my sister. We pray for your husband that Almighty Allah guides you to the truth. And thank you very much for sending in that question. When well, it's 16 minutes
0: to 12 We'll go for an interview uh, Interval When you come back Inshallah We will continue With the bliss of marriage Stay tuned Marcus Sahaba The voice of Ahl Sunnah Wal Jema. Marcus Sahaba The voice of Ahl Sunnah Wal Jema. 13 minutes uh, to 12 A listener says "Ustad, That my mother-in-law Treats my sister-in-law so well Because she's a family girl I mean is this fair Ustad?"
1: remember that in islam whether you are the mother-in-law whether you are the daughter-in-law so if you want a proper nice family then remember you have to treat the people fairly with justice As you treat people, that is how they will treat you. If the mother-in-law treats one daughter-in-law very nice and the other one, she treats them badly, then she doesn't expect that daughter-in-law to treat her very well. It's common sense, you know. So that is what Islam teaches us. And same token, you, the daughter-in-law, that you treat your mother-in-law very badly, but when your mother comes, you treat her like the queen of the queens, so then obviously that is also Not right, so therefore it's a two way traffic. All of you have to learn this and so forth. But here, the problem, according to your question, my sister, is not only your mother in law, the problem is with your husband also. You don't bring petty, petty things up. Now, sometimes you women also become, you know, nut picking. You know, take petty, petty things and so forth. So that's why Nabi alayhi salam said, The woman is like a rub. You see the rub is a little bit crooked. So the woman also, sometimes you're a little bit crooked, you know. Take petty, petty things and you blow it out of proportion mm. and so forth. So leave that, those things there. Take major issues when you're alone with your husband and the children are not there and he, the husband, is in a good mood. Your timing has to be correct as well. Then you must address these issues with him. Tell him, see, this is what your mother did. This is what your mother did. Major, major issues, not petty, petty things. And then you must tell him he must start observing more. We, the men, we're so engrossed in our own work and responsibilities, half the time or most of the time we don't have time to see all these things there. Then he becomes much more observant. And Then he, your husband, must speak to his mother. Also, with respect and reverence, and so forth, and tell her, mummy, that this what you are doing is not right. I myself, I'm, I'm telling you that I have to speak to my mother and tell her many things, not only my wife or whatever. So you must remember that on issues, general issues. I would say these things here you are doing, that you're my mother, I love you, I'll give my life, everything. But this is not right. But must be done, you must remember with utmost respect and reverence and so forth. So then afterwards you will see how they appreciate it and so forth. They used to read Salat, you understand? One, two things they should do is not right. So I tell them, this, what you're doing is not right. You must do it this way and this way. In the starting, they find it a bit difficult, but afterwards they realize that that we must learn the proper manner of whatever action we are doing. So that is what you have to do. No sense just sitting there complaining. Mother-in-law is favoring that daughter-in-law and not do looking at me the same way and so forth. So And make dua. Everything happens with that. Ya do, do Give out charity. When last did you as a daughter-in-law buy a present for your mother-in-law? give gifts to one another it will generate mutual love and when you do that Habibuna Rahmatulil Alameen Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said then that may hate, that gift you gave it will remove the malice the rancor, the hatred all that authentic hadith in Bayhaki so you must try all the avenues available to you <laughs>
0: Somebody says, my in-laws and husband, they lied when they came on the Run about certain things, Ustad. It caused a rift between my husband and I, and he abuses me physically because of it. I told my parents that I'm being abused, and they shouted my husband. Now my in-laws are upset, and, and my mother-in-law keeps putting status, calling me
1: a mommy's little baby. Please advise, Ustad. So again, you see... That when I told you a hundred and one times, selection of spouse. So they came and said Pohirut, oh, 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 jannat Janatu Jalebiche. You see what they say? That my son is like the Jalebi, you know Jalebi that thing that go round and round and round and that is like a sweet dish, you know, and all that sweet thing you eat. So there's like a jannat no jalebi, you see. He got this quality, this quality. But now you just accepted it. So why you, oh lady, why your parents didn't make mashura, contact the ulama, contact some people in that town, but that's all water under the bridge. Now you are married five years, two years, you got two, three children, and so forth and so on. Now when you realize that all this were lies, propaganda, and so forth, now you brought it up. So it's right, you must bring it up. You're the masluma, you're the oppressed. So now he gets very upset, he wants to assault you, or he's hitting you. So now the father-in-law, mother-in-law jump. You mother-in-law, father-in-law, if what your daughter-in-law is saying is the truth, then you'll are involved in asabiya, partisanship. Do you know what is asabiya? They asked Habibun sallallahu I, I, I'm from Palestine and I love the Palestinians. Is that asabiyah? The Nabi sallallahu alayhi said, no. I'm a Maman, I love Mamans. so there's nothing wrong. I'm an Indian, I love Indians, nothing wrong. I'm a South African, I love South Africans, nothing wrong. Then what is Sabiyya partisanship? you know they're doing wrong and yet you're siding with them so that is where you're guilty you father-in-law, mother-in-law and putting on status and all that so absolutely haram that is you must remember that do you know the repercussions and consequences go open that of Imam Abu Dawud The amount of asabiya, partisanship, favoritism you have on wrong things, that amount of iman is expunged and removed from the heart of that person. So imagine that we are blind because it's our son, our daughter. They're doing wrong and yet we're siding with them. So on that issue, you are wrong and your daughter-in-law is right. You must remember, you all, the husband, the parents, you all must ask her, your daughter-in-law, you, the husband, your wife, for math and forgiveness. And you must ask her parents also for forgiveness because you were not forthright and totally honest when they came with the Samusa ran and so forth. Hmm. Somebody
0: says My friend lost her husband On the 22nd Raza in Ramadan When is the Iddat end Ustad?
1: Remember all of you That when your husband Passed away Then the Iddat starts immediately From the time of death and the iddat will be 130 days. Whether you count on Islamic calendar or you count on Gregorian calendar, and you, the wife, the laws of iddat will be, you can't wear new clothes, you can't be applying Mehendi and henna, you can't be wearing jewelry and all that. This is your mourning period, your period of sadness and so forth. And if you are pregnant, then delivery of the baby when you give birth, then your iddat will finish chapter number 65 verse number 4 so that are the basic rules this morning I answered the question the lady she and her husband were overseas and now the husband passed away there and is buried there so remember now they're asking that when they came home 3 days 5 days passed whatever so now from then they're counting the it that's wrong you count from the time, remember, the person, the husband, passed away, and immediately from that day is day one, day two, like that you will count, 130, 130 days.
0: Somebody says, after divorce, Ustad, do I still have to wear parda as I am now available, Ustad?
1: No, so parda is compulsory, whether you are a widow or a divorcee or a virgin or whatever you are. Quran Sharif states, you must remember Surah 33, verse 59. Surah chapter 33, Surah Ahzab, verse 59. Ya you nabi li azwajik, tell your honorable wives, wa banatik, your respected daughters, wa il and the believing men, their women, so our wives, our mothers, daughters, sisters, nieces, So they must wear the parda, the hijab, the niqab, all that is included. There is compulsory. And remember that you want to go to the hospital, you want to go to the shop or whatever. Now you keep your face open and tell everybody I'm available. So what are you doing? So you are mocking yourself and mocking Islam and so forth. Yes, if a sharpshooter comes, Suleiman comes, my brother. So he wants to get married. He wants to get married now in Muharram, is ready. So he comes to see you, for example. And now he says, okay, I want to see your face and all that. And because he's interested... But not you are alone with him and he's alone with you. That's haram. So shaitan. the third party there will be Satan and Shaitan and Lucifer. So his father, brother, uh, your father, the lady's father, brother must be there. And then he can see your face. There's no problem in that. Unzur <inaudible> So remember Nabi said that is for people who want to get married to you but your question is something else you want to expose yourself to all and sundry and you say i'm available so remember that is haram for you to do that mm-hmm.
0: somebody says ustad we live in somebody's garage we can't even afford food however my mom is a millionaire and has written the millions out to me and my husband in her will she has written her will 5 years ago when we inherited it ustad should you pay the cut on it since the time it has uh, was written?
1: No, you only start paying on it after you receive it, remember that. So but for what is the what is the aim and purpose of this? If you and your husband are living there in squalor and in abject poverty, in an outbuilding or in a garage, you can't even get food properly. So what good is that that your father or mother or whoever are millionaires so tell them that leave that million, give us quarter million, half million now and then the others you can die after you pass away and so forth. So that is what you need to get some ulama and scholars and that to go and speak to your father mother who's ever alive or both of them so that the biggest ibadat for them now will be that they give you some money rather than make you suffer and so forth.
0: Somebody says here Ustad that uh, are we allowed to give our children incentives if they go to university and pass their degrees.
1: Does this fall under bribery Ustad? So you must remember that to give incentives to children is very good. This is the last question and then we finish for today, inshallah. When I was a young boy, so my father, mother would say that keep rosa, you understand, till twelve o'clock, one o'clock we'll give you one din. That time one din was a lot of money. So that is incentive become a hafiz and you will get this. You you'll so that is good but you want to send your daughter to university and then you say you give incentive for her to go to university is haram itself so you must remember that so there's no incentives there so remember that that is haram you can see what is happening in today's world and so forth everything is going in a pay shape LGBT and all that so for haram things you can't give incentive for halal things you give incentive inshallah ma'ala We'll read whatever programs are coming on now So make dua for us and the Ummah at large Barakallahu feek salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh
0: Wa alaykum as-salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh
1: Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Empowering the Ummah